Hi, you're listening to the Fixoplasm podcast. I just thought I'd like to slip in a cheeky episode before Christmas. This is going to be just me going back to a book that we covered in the second season, which is Jeff Vandermeer's Annihilation, as I read the sequels, Authority and Acceptance. So what I'm going to do is just recap on Annihilation and then talk about the other two books, give a brief synopsis, and then talk about themes and role-playing ideas. Now, if you've not listened to the episode on Annihilation, I recommend you go back and listen to that first because it'll make more sense. And in fact, you should read Jeff Dandemir's Annihilation, otherwise this won't make much sense at all. But I really do recommend you read it. It is, what I would say, a modern Lovecraftian novel without actually being uh, having anything to do with the Cthulhu mythos, but it evokes exactly that sense of dread and uncertainty and cosmic weirdness. Right, let's talk about Annihilation first and recap. Annihilation begins with an all-female expedition into a place called Area X. These, the members of the expedition, are identified only by vocation, biologist, linguist, psychologist, etc. And Area X is an area of what appears to be a flourishing coastline. They've come there to gather information from the zone, and it seems that the zone, whilst appearing like a verdant area versus landscape is actually sentient and it responds to their presence annihilation asks more questions than it answers it asks why the characters depersonalized why don't they have personal identifiers like names why is the southern reach the organization that sends expeditions into area x interested in area x and who are they why are the characters seeded with post-hypnotic triggers? Why are they hypnotised? What is Area X? How does it communicate? How does it communicate with a biologist, our point-of-view character in Annihilation? How does it respond to the expeditions? How is it changing everyone? What is the crawler? Why do the expedition members come back with bits missing, with their memory missing? Why do they come back with a shortened lifespan as each and every one of them dies of cancer? And finally, what's in the journals? Expedition members keep journals of their subjective experiences in Area X. What are they writing down? We know there's a big pile of journals. Now, when we talked about Annihilation, we came up with a number of game ideas Go back and, as I say, go back and listen to that episode. But I want to talk about a couple of things, themes from the books that are interesting. One is hypnotic triggers. And the idea we had was that you could use ritual phrases in game to trigger some kind of hypnotic trigger to take certain action. Um, Now, I guess you could argue that this might be deprotagonizing the characters, but... If it's part of the game, if that if and if you are going to, for example, um, get people to take actions based on the flip of a card from a deck of cards that gives them certain instructions, I don't have, really have a problem with that. I think it's part of the game. The other thing that we talked about was enforcing a journaling phase to get the players to write down their subjective experiences of their characters in area x and 
the GM could then look at these journal entries and maybe seed those ideas back into the game. Uh, we concluded there was a number of games that could suit the investigations into Area X and none are more appropriate probably than Call of Cthulhu. Um, now personally, and in keeping with my efforts to actually play some of the games that I've kickstarted and bought, I fancy using Cthulhu Dark and I'm going to come back to Cthulhu Dark later in this episode. Let's talk about the second book, Authority. The book begins with a character called Control, whose real name is John Rodriguez, taking the directorship of the Southern Reach organisation and beginning to unpick the mysteries of the Southern Reach and Area X at the same time. They learn about the past expeditions into Area X and the fact that the former director not only joined the 12th expedition as a psychologist, but also has a childhood connection to the land now called Area X and, the, and its lighthouse. Now, we learn of Control's own history as part of the dynasty of spies and government operatives, including his mother and his grandfather. Vandermeer said that if the first book is about an exploration into Area X, then the second is an exploration into the Southern Reach. And certainly the plot of authority, while rooted more firmly in the external world, is still as arcane and mysterious as Area X in Annihilation. The organisation has its own logic, its own hierarchical layers and factions. Control receives instructions over the phone from a character called The Voice, whose mood is inconsistent. They also interact with key personnel in the Southern Reach, including the former director's second, Grace, who is seemingly at odds with control from the outset. Now, this is ultimately a mystery, and much as the first novel is a mystery, and the plot is advanced primarily by Control's interrogation and relationship with the biologist, the point-of-view character from the first novel. It's also advanced by Control's relentless uncovering of facts and data about the past missions and throughout the novel we are this is seeded into the plot for the reader to unpick as well and it concludes with control and the biologist both fleeing central the umbrella agency that oversees southern reach back into area x let's think about a couple of themes of authority we have a closed environment much like area x and southern reach is isolated and so it has remote oversight with uh, by central and control is remotely overseen by the voice and remotely influenced by his mother but uh, it's the local hierarchy and it's the local um, operatives who really have the power the immediate power and it ultimately survival and getting on is dictated by Control's relationship with the other characters, um, how they can interact with them and uh, what they find out about them. There's obviously the theme of membership to factions. Who's on whose side? Who is being, who is in control and who is, who belongs to which side? And 
Much like Annihilation, there's a theme of creeping madness. Uh, as Control goes deeper into the evidence about what happened to the expeditions, the number of expeditions that have happened, all of the different things that the Southern Reach have been doing as part of this big controlled experiment, we become less certain of what is true and what is simply subjective. And that plays into elements like hypnotic suggestion and people being hypnotised, their identities being erased and manipulated for the purpose of the experiment, all seemingly to limit the information that goes back into Area X. And finally, there's a certain amount of alien body horror. Um, not, Not particularly physical horror, but definitely an aspect of metamorphosis. Now, moving on to the third novel, Acceptance, this book has three separate plot threads. The first one is the present, involving control and the former, and the former biologist as they explore Area X. The second thread is the distant past, which involves the lighthouse keeper and the events leading up to the formation of Area X. And the third one concerns the former director, Gloria, who has a relationship with the lighthouse in Area X. And this explores what happens prior to the 12th expedition, where she assumes the identity of the psychologist on the mission. Now, as the third book, you'd expect this to be the place where everything is explained. Some people have expressed disappointment with the final instalment, and I have to admit it doesn't present the final conclusion as neatly for the reader as as you might hope but on the other hand given the way the first two books are presented I don't really find that very surprising and it doesn't particularly bother me ultimately this is a story about people caught up in Area X and the things it does to them and how they react subjectively to it rather than a concrete exposition of what Area X is. And maybe that's the point. There's one takeaway from this novel, and it's all about the suspense involved in applying the scientific method to the unknown and unknowable. And the stakes involved in this particular case were of about of, of how far you have to go to get to the truth and and get to get enough information and where that takes you now if we're looking at themes and motifs from acceptance we mainly have what happens when the border of area x overtakes the southern reach building and plunges the people inside into the alien landscape just as it does to Saul, the lighthouse keeper at the genesis of area x unlike the controlled experiments where through hypnosis of the subjects, the Southern Reach limits the information past Area X. Here we have the full force of a character's personality imprinting on the landscape with consequences. There are small details also. For example, uh, there's the relative rate of time flow between outside and inside the area. And the apocalyptic survivalism forced upon some of the characters as they have to exist within Area X. But as I said, ultimately it's about how individuals react to something utterly alien and mind-bending and the measures they take to make sense of everything. So let's talk about games now. 
Is there anything that we can take away from books two and three that enhance or change the role-playing ideas that we had from the first book? The first thing that springs to mind is Control's dogged, dogged pursuit of evidence, written, taped, anecdotal from other people, and it screams Call of Cthulhu to me. It builds on the weight of information implied by the journaling in the first book. And in fact, the fixation on evidence makes me even more inclined to test this as a Cthulhu Dark scenario. One of the one of the cute things in Cthulhu Dark is that as your character understands more about the universe around them and their awareness and sensitivity increases, they get closer and closer towards madness and becoming an unplayable character. But they can stave off the inevitable by physically destroying evidence. I thought that was cute. Now, naturally, you could also run this as a GMless game, and obviously Lovecraft-esque springs to mind. Either using the biologist in the first book, or control in the second book as a point-of-view character to explore Area X or the Southern Reach as you choose. Ultimately, both Area X and Southern Reach, or Central, are similar entities, they are monolithic and unknowable beings that force change and a subjective interpretation on those they consume. And I mean consume. I think there's no doubt to me that when Control takes the directorship of Southern Reach, he has been consumed. He has become part of the machine. The specific weirdness related to all of this, the body horror, the metamorphosis, the alien landscape, the way that Area X communicates with people. All of this is really colour and window dressing. And yes, if you're going to run a game like this, make it weird. Make it weird and crazy. That's where you're going to get all of the atmosphere. That's where you're going to really hook the players in. But what you need for a game that involves the Southern Reach. What you need for a game like this is really the player feedback about how their characters are feeling, how they are interpreting the information that's given. That has to be communicated somehow. Right, that's the end of this episode. If you'd like to comment on what I've said, drop us a line on social media. You can contact us by our G Plus and Facebook groups, or you can send me an email or comment on the website. Otherwise, have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, and we'll see you soon. Tra!